You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. All right, guys. So when you're having problems in your relationship, right? Or maybe you're not even having problems. Maybe you just want to make your relationship better. Like you've got a good thing and you want to make it better. Um, You have to decide where do you turn for advice? And like, this is, it's a problem that's really easy to trivialize. Like most of the time we don't really think about it, right? It's like, where we go for advice. We go wherever, wherever we, you know, whoever's offering advice, right? That's where we go for advice. Um, And you know what most folks do is, you know, they'll go to their friends, right? Or your other partners or your family, maybe, depending on how you're at with your family, right? Uh, and ask for advice. And this 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 extends out beyond just your immediate friends. This is like your community, right? Your poly community. So this is, you know, the groups that you go out to and, you know, that you go out to munches around you. Like if you have something near you, like you'll go there and you'll ask for advice. Or, you know, more and more commonly now, you know, you'll go hop in a, a nice big poly group on Facebook, right? And you'll ask for advice there. But we want to spend some time tonight talking about what happens when you get your advice from friends. Because this is something that, you know, through our conversations with people, um, we talk to a lot of people who are getting their advice on what to do with their relationships from their friends. And it doesn't always work out like you would think. So we're going to talk about what happens when you get your advice from your friends. So... One of the sort of consequences to getting advice from, you know, your friends or or family or various different places is a lot of times you get a lot of like conflicting information, right? Like what you hear from your parents may be very different than what you hear from your buddy or from your Facebook group or, you know... Whoever. I hear six different things from your Facebook group for the yeah. same question. <laughs> That's true too. Um, so there's all this conflicting information and you know different answers depending on who you ask. So you ask one person the same question and you ask somebody else, it's different. And you have to kind of figure out which advice to listen to. Like who is right in that area? Like who has that knowledge? And the fact is, is that not everybody is qualified to give good advice. Well, but the bigger problem is when you're kind of in this space of just asking anybody, right? Like you're just asking your friends and you're asking your Facebook group, you know, where it gets hard to make decisions. The problem is everybody's equally qualified to a certain extent, right? Like like Billy, who you met at a munch, is pretty much just as qualified as the six people who are posting in your Facebook group telling you what to do. So, you know, you, you wind up in a situation, well, well, when you're treating everybody like they're equally qualified, which, you know, to a certain extent, 10 people giving you an answer online are all equally qualified, 
you don't know who to listen to when you do get that conflicting information. And a lot of times the information that folks give you isn't really good advice, right? What they respond with is like these platitudes or those inputs of you should do this, right? Like you should run your relationship this way, but it's not necessarily with like practical advice. So what this might look like is you should use good communication, right? Like you should, uh, you know, not necessarily have jealousy in your relationship. You should give your partner space. You should, <laughs> uh, you should, I mean, there's, you should treat, you know, treat, uh, People like people instead of, you know, like, which is a good one. We say yes. that all the time, right? But it doesn't <laughs> tell you how to do it. And you hear you hear a lot of these platitudes and, and they're not they're not advice, they're platitudes, right? They don't really tell you anything. Yeah. And basically what it almost sounds like is people preaching to you rather than actually teaching you anything, right? Like you're not actually getting any tools to implement in your relationships or for yourself. That's useful. You're basically, honestly, what people are telling you is exactly the things you already know. You probably know that you need better communication. You probably know that jealousy in your relationship isn't a good thing. You probably know that having these emotions of ownership isn't a good thing. But that's not what you're asking for. Right. Like we we had somebody a little while back tell us that we should change our motto to practical poly advice, which... <laughs> I think we might actually do, right? But that's the thing. Like you, you want practical stuff you can actually implement. And, uh, you know, so you get a lot of these platitudes and you get a lot of these things that are just, uh, I don't think they're quite platitudes, but they're, oh, well, you know, you should like just these like general, like you should blank, like you shouldn't go looking for a third or, you know, well, you're in a polymonal relationship. Well, you shouldn't do that. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks, genius. Like, that's fantastic and all, but like I am. And what the hell do I do? Right. So, yeah. And it, it really, you know, and, and even when it's not platitudes, you get a lot of encouragement instead of help. Like, oh, you can do this and you can, you know, kind of like emotional support. We're here from you. Like, PM me if you need an ear, like all this kind of stuff. And emotional support's good, right? Like it's, it's something that you want. And encouragement is nice sometimes. And encouragement is nice, but that encouragement isn't getting you from point A to point B. Yeah. And so, you know, the thing is the problem that you're really trying to solve, like you're not actually ever getting anywhere with because you're stuck in this place of either, you know, nice encouragements or platitudes or just general information that honestly, you probably already have, right? Like you already have an inkling that these relationships work. If you didn't, you wouldn't be in them. Uh, you probably know, as I said, like good communication is a good thing. So you're kind of stuck in all of this, in this place of not actually moving forward. And that's not to say you can't get some really awesome, good nuggets of advice, right? Like I've been in poly groups and I've walked around away with some really good little tiny nuggets, but then you end up being at like a loss to know how to like implement them, right? Like you get like one little tidbit of knowledge and it's like that rings really good. That sounds right. But now what do I do with it? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because like, and I think this is where a lot of people, I think where the disconnect is for a lot of people because a lot of people are like, okay, well, yeah, but 
sometimes I do get some really good advice. Like I go in and I go in, you know, this group or I go to this munch and, and, you know, I talk to this person, I talk to this person and, and they tell me something that's, that, that's really, really good. Right. Maybe even a little helpful or maybe even very helpful. Right. But the, the issue is, is that, okay, you get these like tiny little scattered nuggets of like different pieces of advice in different areas and none of them fit together. Right. And, and you're left with, with no, you know, like maybe one tiny piece of a solution to this problem here and one tiny piece of a solution to this problem there, but no like cohesive way to fit this stuff together to actually get to where you want to go. Yeah. And that leads to like you ending up like hopping from like one thing to the other, right? Like, okay, so this little piece of advice works for this thing and this over here and that over there. And you're not actually able to like dig in and actually work on any specific things, right? Like you're, you, you got a lot of food for thought, but you really can't master anything. Like when you're kind of skipping around and putting different things into place, you're never actually working on like the root of the problem or a specific thing and branching off from that and actually improving it. So you're basically like, okay, this thing over here might feel a little good, good over here. It might work a little bit over here, but what about this problem over there? Now I'm trying this over here. And it's a lot of skipping around. So you don't actually ever accomplish moving forward, right? Like when you're playing relationship whack-a-mole, you're not really getting anywhere. Like one problem's springing up here, one problem's springing up there. You put a little Band-Aid on this one and put a little Band-Aid on that one. And the thing is, is that when you're Band-Aiding all these little things, you're never actually like working on like the, the gaping wound that might be there. Right. So you... You know, so you you get like a little piece of this solution, a little piece of this solution, right? And and you never really, first off, a lot of times you never even really solve any of the problems, right? Like you've got a partial solution to this problem, you never really solve it. And then even when you do solve one problem, you aren't solving any of the other ones because you don't have like a cohesive, a cohesive system, for lack of a better word. And so what this leads to a lot of times, right, is you have these, these, you, you'll implement something, you'll get this piece of advice. And you'll see this improvement. And a lot of times it's small. Occasionally it's bigger. But the problem that you probably are running into is that it's, it seems like it's always temporary. And it's, it's really funny, actually. We just, got, we just got a Facebook message from somebody today that said exactly this. Yeah, like, I don't know what to do. Like, we've tried everything. And, you know, like, we see this improvement for a little while. And then things just go right back to the way they were. And that's, that's what happens, right? Because... As Cassie said, you're really you're not solving the underlying issues here, so you're you're really just playing relationship issue whack a mole. That was like the best <laughs> term we could come up with for this earlier. Like, okay, this issue comes up, and you know you get get a good little piece of advice, and you knock it back down. But then either something else pops up, right, because you haven't solved the root problems, or the same problem just pops back up in half a different the time, way. anyways, or or in the same damn way. I mean, it you know really. So yeah, so you you knock one thing down, and then either you backslide or something else pops up. And so the problem with this is it makes you feel like you're doing something when you're really not accomplishing anything. And something that I tell folks all the time when I'm talking to them is there is nothing worse than a false sense of security. And the reason this is, is because you lose track of what actually needs to be handled. So 
if I'm feeling really good because we did this one little thing and it feels nice, but we're not actually dealing with the other problems, it makes us feel like things are good. And what ends up happening is you get blindsided because those things that you didn't actually handle all of a sudden pop up and someone's angry and upset or doesn't know if the relationship's going to work. And you're like, where did that come from? How did this happen? Right? Like, And it was because, well, really, we just felt really good because there was that one little thing that was going right, whereas everything else wasn't. So it kind of you know, I, I like to say, you know, it's kind of like putting things on the back burner, right? So basically what you're doing is you're taking this one thing and looking at it and going, okay, so this, this thing looks like it's doing a little better, but all the other things on the back burner, you just keep piling them back there and leaving them and sort of blowing things up into flames, you know, like eventually if you keep piling stuff back there, you're going to have a fire. And Cassie, so- Cassie discovered the stove <laughs> analogy recently, I think on another live and she really likes it. Yes. And it works for me. But the the fact is, is that when you get this like false sense that things are better because you tried this one thing and it feels good for a minute, you're kind of dismissing the other things that are there and it's they're going to creep back up. They're going to come back up and are going to end up causing even bigger problems. Right, guys. And so, you know, really this, this all boils down to this one thing that it's really helpful to get as a mindset for you to take, right? And this is a life thing, but this is especially when it comes to your relationships. If what you're doing hasn't been working this far, if you've been going and you've been, um, you know, going and you've been getting your advice from friends for all this time and all these things have been what's been happening, the platitudes, the conflicting advice, the, you know, getting little pieces of advice, but not knowing how to implement them, the the improvement and the backsliding and all this stuff, right? Well, you need to do something different. And really where this stuff comes from, like this, this, uh, these problems of, of asking our friends this and asking our family this and, and then even though we run into all these issues is from this idea of not recognizing that different advice from different sources has different value, right? So we just did a podcast interview with Alan from Polly and the Media. And Alan, one of the the great things about talking to him was he has been around the community for a long time. (laughs) Um, And he's seen a lot of change in, in how everything's run. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about with him and that I've actually talked to a couple of other Uh, people before who have been around a really long time is how, how, how much more information there is now, right? Like the world's changed. People are more accepting. There's a lot more poly folks and there, there's a lot more resources now than there were years ago. Like people who came in years and years and years ago, like they had nothing at all. Right. And then like later on, maybe they had like one book and like one friend to talk to. And now we have we have a whole ton of information, okay? But the issue is, is that, you know, that's good. It's good that all this information is available, but we also run into this problem of information overload, right? Like you have to decide what information is valuable. You know, we we talk to people a lot of times about finding your community, right? And like when when you get people who are new to the poly lifestyle, one of the first things that people will tell them is find your community. 
And we actually do that as well. Like if you've listened to us for a while or you, you're hanging out in our Facebook group or you've, you've heard us answer the Q&As, we actually will tell people, find your community. But the difference is when we're telling people to find your community, we're not recommending that you find it for advice, right? We're recommending that you find it because it's helpful to be able to be around your kind, right? Instead of people who think what you're doing is wrong or, you know, not having any like a model like where you can go and you can see, oh, these people have had successful poly relationships. Like this can actually work. Like you can actually be poly and you can actually be happy and healthy and empowered. And this stuff all works, right? And it's really, really helpful as far as having your community to have a place where you can be you. Like where you can express yourself and be who you are and not have judgment. So there is that benefit. Yeah. But again, this goes down to, you know, figuring out that not all advice is is necessary or yeah. helpful. Yeah. And you know, the the well, let's let's briefly address. So we want to I, I really want to actually come back to that point because that's that's an incredibly important point that goes really way beyond just talking about your family and friends like that, that, you know, this this thing of, of considering the source of your advice applies to educators and gurus and, you know, <laughs> blogs and books and everything else. Right. But briefly, we did want to address some of the reasons in particular that it's bad to get advice from friends and family specifically. So as far as your friends, there can be a lot of issues that come up with that as far as, you know, why that's not a good idea. Well, there's there's a bunch of reasons and we'll we'll touch on it real briefly because I, I really feel the other thing is is the more important, but we can't get through without talking about this. Here's the thing. Our, our friends are biased especially and, and our partners, right? Like, especially when we go even more so when, when like we have a, another partner and I go to Cassie, like you can't really even get more biased than that in a lot of ways. Right. And our metamors and our metamors. And right. So our friends are biased. Like they see the best view of us. Right. And they come to any discussion. They aren't, they aren't an impartial third party. They come to any of these discussions with a, uh, a set of glasses already with how they're going to see the world. And there's there's a whole bunch of problems with that. The first one is just that, you know, when you can't come and you can't see what's happening in a relationship on impartial terms, uh, you can't give good advice. That's, that's, that's just step A, right? The second problem is that we all instinctually know this, right? Like, I know that her other partner giving her advice about our relationship is biased. So when they do that, and they give her it's gonna advice. It's going to piss you off. Well, it's not. Uh, it's going to piss me off. And I think you care more <laughs> about that than me. But more importantly for me, I'm going to know it's biased. So I'm not going to listen to it. Right. Like she comes back with bias. for Like she comes. Just just think about this for a minute. Like your partner goes and they talk to their friend, like their best friend about what's going on in your relationship. And they come back and they're like, yeah, um, Susie says we should do this. You know they're biased. You're not going to give any stock to anything that they say. It could be the best advice in the world, and you're not going to believe it because you know that they're biased. And because they're biased, you know that they're not coming with impartial advice. Yeah. And then, you know, what ends up happening is, is your partner just gets angry, rejects it, and you don't, you're, you're kind of right back to that same point 
before you had the advice. And to be fair, there is something to be said about wanting privacy. Like if you have friends that are mutual friends or you have family that your partner is going to have to deal with forever, um, wrapping them up in the problems that you may have causes problems. So like, you know, in, in defense of the partner who might be upset about it, like there is something to be said about wanting that privacy and not wanting people to have like those intimate details about your relationship that you're going to have to interact with on a regular day basis, right? Like I don't necessarily want my mother-in-law knowing that we had an argument about something. I don't necessarily want my neighbor who lives across the street knowing every single thing. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah. And, and so the last, I don't want to say the last, the last issue we're going to touch on with this is you're putting people who are already involved in your lives in, in the middle of something that's going on. You're making them, you know, to a certain extent, you're making them take a side, right? And how, whichever direction their advice leans, somebody's going to have hurt feelings and it's going to affect that relationship. So if the two of us share a friend and we go and we tell this friend, hey, look, here's what's going on. And the friend comes back and they're like, well, Josh, I, I really think you're wrong. Like you're absolutely fucked up here, right? I'm, I'm going to be hurt by that. That's going to affect my relationship with them. And again, because they know that, well, that's going to affect the advice they're, they're going to give me. Are they really going to call me on my shit? Like maybe they will, maybe they won't. But again, when you lose that, that impartiality, there, I think that's how you pronounce that word. When when you lose when you lose that ability, you know, when you to lose that impartial, impartial, yeah, when you lose that impartial viewpoint, that's the kind of stuff that happens. So that's that's some stuff that's related specifically to friends and family, right? But the more important aspect to this really is needing to get in the mindset of considering the source of the information. And like I said, this is super important when we're talking about getting our advice from our friends or from, you know, the people at our munch or the people in our Facebook group, right? But it's important no matter who you're thinking about getting your relationship advice from. Yeah. So sort of the first thing, and I feel like I shouldn't have to say this. But like, you do. I do. Is if you're looking at someone's relationship and you're going, wow, in not the good way, and what I mean by that is like their relationship is wrecked, right? Um, it, their, their relationship is messed up and you see that they're constantly having struggles. They're constantly having problems. Why the hell are you listening to this person, right? And I understand that we like to like, you know, learn from other people's mistakes. But if that person is making a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes and more mistakes, that probably isn't the person that you should be listening to. Yeah, I, I, this this really does surprise me because uh, you have I see a lot. yeah yeah you see a lot of people who like their relationships are just fucking junked and and they're giving advice and you're kind of like okay well that's why why are you doing that right but okay whatever but then you see people actually listening to them and that that's weird don't do that like why <laughs> like that you you wouldn't do that for anything else don't do that um the second part. Well, why don't you touch the second part and I'll take the next part after yeah. this. So here's the thing. So as I said, that part we shouldn't even have to like touch on, but we had to. But let's say these folks have successful relationships, right? Like um, 
There can still be a number of reasons. Yeah, there, there, there's a couple of reasons why they might not be good at it. Like, the thing is, is that they may not be teachers. So what I mean by this is what worked for them, they may not actually know how to explain to you or teach it to you or incorporate it into your relationship. Um, you, you're looking at me like Yeah, that. yeah well, there's, there's a couple of things here, right? The first thing is... Um, this, you know, th their relationships can work in spite of them. That's thing A. Like, they can have a great relationship and, uh, you know, really, it, it could not have a lot to do with them actually being good at relationships. Anybody can get lucky sometimes, right? So, you know, maybe they just fell in with a partner who exactly matches their poor habits in, <laughs> in like a complimentary way to where that works, right? You know, or maybe something that in another relationship would be a huge issue, for them, um, you know, because just because of their partner's personality, they never have to learn to address with this person, right? So their relationship seems good, but it's it's not through. I don't want to say that they don't have some relationship skills. They're going to have to to have a de you know to have a decent relationship, but they may not have great relationship skills, right? They may have just got kind of like luck of the draw there. So that's one. The second part is that what works for you doesn't necessarily work for other people. We can have a relationship, Cass and I can have a relationship, and we might have an amazing relationship. But the thing is, the things that made our relationship amazing may really only work in the circumstance of our relationship. For example, Josh and I are both like type A personalities and both like to debate. And we're the kind of folks that would sit down, draw out on a piece of paper, sketch out a diagram of why this should work this way or that way, come up with eight solutions and do that. And that works in our relationship, but that doesn't necessarily work even in our other relationships, right? Like not, not even just talking about like other people's relationships, but in like other relationships that we have. Like if we did that to Amanda, she would look at us like we were bonkers. We also have a tendency to solve a lot of our problems through sex. So again. <laughs> so, you know, those, those things, you know, just because it worked in their relationship doesn't mean that it's going to work in yours circumstances, the type of relationship, the type of people, maybe there is that perfect storm, right? Maybe what they're doing totally is not the thing you should be doing in your relationship, but it just so happens to be the perfect storm. And that's why it's working out that way. Yeah. So that's the second thing, right? So it can work in spite of them. Then the first two are kind of tied up, right? It can work in spite of them, right? And then, you know, they could have things they're dead wrong about that work in their relationships. They can be right about a lot of things, but they're only right in the context of their own relationships. Like they have no idea how to apply any of that to different circumstances. And the last part is that, you know, knowledge versus the ability to teach. There is a, a large difference between being good at something and having any idea how to teach on it. As somebody with an education background, I'm sure you. <laughs> I have a lot of strong feelings about that. There's lots of good people who are good at many things, but actually having, because the thing is that's a different skill, right? I can have great relationship skills, but there's another skill that I have to have there, which is this skill of teaching, the skill of modifying for another, another human being aside from myself. And there's, that's why there's a hundred people who do, you know, science stuff. And there's one science teacher right? At a college. Like the thing is, is that it takes a completely different skill set to be able to teach that thing. Yeah. So 
Here's the thing, and this this is really kind of the the most important thing I think you can take away from this. So I'll say it now and I'll say it again later. And we've probably said it already. All advice is not created equal, right? And we recognize this in other parts of our lives. When we have something that's really, really important that requires real knowledge, right? Not not emotional support, but actually real knowledge. Like we call a professional. If you've got a cold, right? Like, or let's say your kid has a cold. Let's, let's, let's take this even a step further. <laughs> your kid has a cold. Maybe you call your mom up. You're like, hey, mom, what'd you, you do when knows. I was a kid? Yeah, yeah. What, what worked for colds? Honey, okay, honey works. And okay, like, you know, some folk remedies and cool. Yeah, that's fine. That, that you know, I'll give that a shot. I'll see how it works. When your kid has cancer, you call a freaking doctor because you recognize that there's a difference between, uh, you know, between a lay person Right. And somebody who really has the skill set, you know, the same thing goes for for teaching. If you're looking we, we were having the conversation earlier or actually I think we talk about it in our training about like people we know who like hire people to teach them to throw axes or like really any skill that, that we find particularly valuable. We know enough to go to somebody who really knows what they're doing and who knows how to teach. And, you know, going back to that that doctor analogy, right? Like, okay, so we're going to call, we're going to doctor. Now, we might have a friend. Maybe you have a friend who swears up and down that they got rid of their cancer through fasting, right? They had cancer and they went on like this special eight-day fast uh, like four times over six months. And I'm, I'm saying this because I, I listened to something like this on a podcast recently, right? And that it cured them of their cancer and now they don't have cancer. And maybe... You even know for a fact that they had cancer and now they don't have cancer. And that's great and all, right? But you're still not going to be like, talk to your kid and be like, all right, look, little Jimmy, <laughs> like, I know we could take you to a doctor to talk about your cancer. We're going to do this fast thing here, right? Because you know that you guys have like, first off, like you guys just have completely different uh, different bodies, right? Like different, different backgrounds. Different backgrounds. You know that like, you know this guy had cancer and you know that, you know, he doesn't anymore and you know he thinks it's because he's fasting, but you don't even know if that's really why he doesn't have cancer anymore. And even if that is why he didn't have cancer, like even if you could definitively prove somehow that that fasting is why he no longer has cancer, well, you'd realize that there's a really good chance that isn't going to work for your kid. So you're going to go and you're going to talk to a doctor. And this is the difference between somebody who got something like right? One time, maybe, maybe they got it right. Maybe through chance, right? And actually a professional has a skill set to get stuff done. Yeah. So like when you're talking to someone who has like professional training and does like this teaching and advice, and I'm putting quotations around advice, but has the knowledge to be able to give to you, they're going to be able to talk to you about like the specific challenges you face and exactly you know, what's going on there. So you can apply tools to your specific challenges and your specific relationship and you as specific people. You know, you get to go to someone who has dealt with this over and over again. You know, they have dozen of, dozens of cases and know how to overcome this situation in a variety of ways with a variety of different people. And it wasn't just like this one lucky chance that it worked. You know, this is this is information that has worked for several people and dozens of people and has come out the same with the same result. 
rather than something that is just, this worked for me one time and now it should work for you, right? All right. So. Yeah. So, you know, and and the, 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 the biggest difference, or I don't say the biggest difference, but, you know, one of the other big differences between getting your advice piecemeal from friends, right? And, and, and talking to somebody who actually has the skill set. I talked earlier about, well, you know, like it's not that you'll never get good advice, right? But A, you don't know when you're getting good advice and B, when you do, you wind up with these tiny little pieces and they don't fit together and they don't really form a cohesive system for you to get to where you want to go. And when you're working with somebody who has the skill set, not just like they solved one problem once, but that they have, you know, they, they have taught and helped people through kind of the entire gamut of life cycle of the problem that they're facing, right? Um, then you know that the different pieces of advice that you're getting are all working together, right? You know what obstacles you're attacking, you know in what order, you have a plan laid out, right? From A to B, like here's what we're gonna do first, here's what we're gonna address second, here's what we're gonna address third, here's what we're gonna address fourth. And you know, there's, there's a lot of power that comes from actually knowing that you're getting good advice, knowing that you're dealing with a cohesive system and knowing that, uh, that, that you actually have a plan, right? First off, you have the ability to make progress without backsliding, right? Like it's not, okay, well, we got a little bit done and now we're back here and we got a little more done and now we're back here and we're, oh, we're back. No, it's a progression. Like you can make continual improvement because it's not just, okay, well, I got this one tiny piece, but I don't know the next piece I need to, to get to the next step, right? Like, okay, well now I've, I've got to go try and find a little piece of advice that's going to work for that. You can go from here to here to here to here. Um, and when a new problem comes up, because this is, this is the other thing that happens, like when a new problem comes up, you can address it in the context of what already works. It's not like, okay, I'm going to do step one. I'm going to do step two. I'm going to do, step, oh my God, this happened. I have no idea how to deal with it now. So I'm now I'm seven steps back again. And with that, like, you know, you get the security from the continuous improvement, right? Like you have not that false sense of security. You actually know like, cool, I recognize that when I have these problems or I have these issues, I can go back and work on these things in the same way with the same tools and know with confidence that it's going to improve, right? Like you know that this is something that is going to be consistent versus something popping up here and then that not having the same result over and over again. Right. And that and and you get that and you get the security from knowing that. You get confidence from knowing you can tackle new problems when they come up, right? You get security from the improvement and from the confidence. And that confidence and that security will get you where you want to go. That will help you build the type of relationships that you want to build. So if, if there's one thing that you take away from this, right, it's that advice is not all created equal. I really want you to get that mindset, that all advice is not created equal. You already know this, right? You just haven't applied it to your relationships because everybody's told you that, you know, you just, just, just go post in your poly group and you're going to get great advice. Be critical, right? Like, evaluate, evaluate the source, evaluate the source of the information, evaluate what their qualifications are for what they're telling you. Like evaluate their background. Like what have they done before? Like 
What success stories do they have? How much experience do they have? Evaluate all this stuff. And guys, I'm not like telling you like only listen to us and what we're saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. There's plenty of other good sources of information out there. What I'm saying is that to find those sources of information, you need to be critical when you're evaluating it, right? Our relationships are the most important things in our lives and you should apply the same level of scrutiny when you're deciding what advice you're following in reference to your relationships than the level of scrutiny that you'd give to any other seriously important thing, like a serious medical decision, like how qualified is this doctor, right? You should give the same level of scrutiny that you would give to other important decisions in your lives in terms of who you're listening to. So, guys, if you would like to speak with us um, and you would like to get a plan developed for you for free as far as the steps that you need to take to build incredible open relationships, what's not working now, what you need to work on, you can comment, call in the comments for this video, um, C-A-L-L call. This is something new that we're trying <laughs> and you will actually get a Facebook message and we will talk with you and set up a call. Um, so that's pretty impressive. That will only work on the original, the original post. post. So if you're seeing this and it's not the original post, and it's like a, uh, it's in a, a group somewhere, like somebody's reshared it. You can go to atouchofflavor.com and I'll put it up for a minute. And so that's atouchofflavor.com forward slash call. And one last comment I will respond to that says, it's very, this isn't an issue for me as it's very rare. I ask for advice, let alone take it. You, you don't never want to ask for advice. You definitely want advice. You don't want to learn from your own mistakes, right? Yeah. Especially in your relationships. That's, that's. That's incredibly harmful to your relationships. Uh, the, the, main, the main point is it's good to learn. It's good to go out and, and, and seek ad advice and to look at things. But really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is consider the source. Like if you, if you take anything away, consider the source of the information that you're getting. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.